0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Fiendstra Zoo. I'm so thankful you've decided to join me for another episode, another audio adventure with me here. But before we jump into this meat and potatoes, I got to tell you about something super exciting. I'm gonna be giving away two Starbucks gift cards. Here's how I want this to run. I'm gonna choose two winners on September 11th. That's my birthday. Here's how to enter. Share your favorite episode of The Fiendstra Zoo any episode you want, onto your Instagram. Make sure you tag at Zoo in the post. Post as many times as you want. Every time I get one of these tags, I'm going to put your name in a draw. On September 11th, I'm going to choose two people. I'm going to reach out to you guys, send you your codes, so you get $10 to Starbucks. On my birthday. So we can all share my birthday drink together. It's going to be super fun. Just remember to tag at Zoo on Instagram. Share your favorite episodes as many times as you want. Alright. More big news here at the zoo. We bought a new vehicle. A Honda Odyssey minivan. It was a bit overdue. Our SUV, our Envoy, had almost 350,000 kilometers on it. It served us really, really well, but was starting to become unreliable. 350,000 kilometers in. So, enter Connie, our Odyssey. Connie Kendall. If you're a 90s kid, you know the Adventures of Odyssey. Connie Kendall. Yeah. So, she has so much more room in her for literally anything. And no matter what Shalane says, she loves this fan. Don't let her tell you any different. So, seriously overdue getting a new vehicle, and I'm so thrilled we were able to get into um, a new-to-us well, new van uh, vehicle. Knowing that Shalane and the girls are driving in around, like something so much more reliable, it's peace of mind for me, and I'm sure for Shalane as well. Also, I know this episode was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago, But honestly, I just wasn't happy with how it was coming out. I didn't like how I was saying things. I didn't like what I was saying. I didn't like a lot of the content. And if I'm not happy with the content, the quality of what I'm working on, I'm not going to make you sit through it. So I scrapped it. Well, twice, actually. But I kept starting over until what we have here today. And I hope you enjoy it. This one has actually taken a lot out of me to get out, which is ironic. But, without further ado, delay or stalling, let's get into this. Hey, you're grounded. Or, are you? Do you feel grounded? How did you achieve that feeling? Let me back up a little bit. What is grounded, or grounding? what does it mean? Broad strokes, it's finding peace and contentment. Let me take you through some ideas of how I find my peace, my contentment, my grounding. I take time to fill my personal cup. You don't need to be alone to fill your personal cup. However, as an introvert, this is how I function best. I find the best way for me to do this, especially lately, is to find a quiet place on a beach somewhere and let my mind go silent. And of course, swimming in salt water never hurts either. If you follow me on the Instagram page, The Fiendster Zoo, you'll you'll have seen a few posts of uh, my toes in the sand lately. Now, finding silence is a difficult process in itself. It can be a scary process sometimes to find inner silence. But it can be just as challenging to find external silence lately, too. Like, I seriously have to search for a secluded place on this island to find true silence where I can hear nothing but crashing waves. Now, finding inner silence, like I said, can be a bit scary. You know, having to spend time with the person inside your head who knows everything about you, your deepest and sometimes your scariest secrets. Seriously, sometimes my internal monologue is dark, and most days, he does not like me. Most times I sit in search of my inner and outer silence. I feel like I'm actively, like, actively fighting myself. I feel like I'm fighting between finding myself, fighting distractions, and finding my inner peace. Other ways I fill my cup are sitting at my desk, maybe playing some video games, or watching shows that my wife does not like. Star Wars. Indiana Jones. Die hard. And one thing that never fails for me? Reading. Losing myself in a good story, or learning some outlier facts that I'll likely never use? i Love it. Now coming back to grounding. There are some other ways I want to explore this. You know some terms that are all kind of rooted in the same place, but may spark something if said in a different way. Instead of saying "grounded," you're grounded. You could say, "Finding my center," "Feeling content," "Feeling safe in my own skin," "Coming to a place of emotional balance or emotional quietness." The act of becoming recharged, or big one for today, content. Did any of these spark something for you? Or do you have one that I missed? Let me know. I find my peace, like I said, with my toes in the sand and the smell of salt water on me. Heck, it's part of the reason we moved to the coast. I fell in love with saltwater, Literally. When Shalane and I visited here back when we were dating, I came out to the island for a visit. Super quick weekend trip, but Shalane decided to show me a few of her favorite places. Now, this is over on Gabriola Island, a smaller island off the island I live on. We stopped at the end of this random cul-de-sac. I remember Shalane saying something like, just trust me. And I'm like, yeah, sure, this is where my body gets buried in the forest, right? So, no, against better judgment, I hop out of the car. We go down this weird path behind someone's house, kind of dense forest. And we come to this cliff. And Shalane said something like, this is the Malaspina Galleries. Guys, I'll put a picture on my Instagram so you can see this place. It's basically a sandstone cliff face that is eroded in such a way that it's hollowed out like a crashing wave. Think of like a surfer inside a tube, but made of stone. I spent about a half an hour there with Shalane, and I was more at peace in that half an hour than I had been anywhere else in my life. It was this weekend where I had fell in love with saltwater. A super short winter weather weekend and since then Shalin and I have been using the phrase the salt water, man it gets in your veins. It sure hooked me anyway. We still stayed in southern Alberta for a few years but we came out here a bunch of times and we talked about moving out here almost constantly. Now I found my peace almost by chance. And I do my best to never take the fact that I live on this island for granted and find a place to get some grounding whenever I can. Remember, this is just what works for me. It doesn't have to be the same for you. In fact, it's probably not. You may prefer to curl up in your window seat with a hot coffee and a good book and get lost for a few hours. Oh wait, still me, my bad. (laughs) Maybe it's yoga for you. Or a long run. Maybe you prefer to be in the gym. Or maybe you're more like Jesus, you know, he chose to spend time in a quiet place out in the wilderness, or up, up on a mountaintop by himself. Now you may be asking yourself or wondering, Spencer, why would I bother to put time in my schedule to put myself in timeout? And to that I say <laughs> nerd, you're in timeout. But seriously, your body, your mind, and your spirit, it needs a break. The always-on, 24-hour-a-day hustle, it's simply not sustainable. This grounding, this quiet time, or time-out, if you prefer, is a personal health check. It's a mental health check. It's an emotional reset, and your body needs it. Let me tell you another story. For the past few weeks, my boss at my job that actually pays the bills, he's been on holidays, leaving me to run the store by myself for about three weeks. Well, myself and about six of my employees anyway. Now it was a great opportunity to to prove myself. It was a huge responsibility, the weight of which took its toll on me. I was strung out. I had no patience for anyone or anything. I was working too much and not leaving room in my life for my wife, for my kids, let alone anything else. Now, one night, Shalane very wisely reminded me that, hey, we live by the ocean. I needed to go put my face in the salt water. So, being so brilliant, she sent me to the beach. She created that margin in my life for me. Shalane reminded me to keep balance and to take care of my mental and emotional state. Creating and maintaining balance and mental sanity, it creates a hard reboot in my system. It's the equivalent of, hey, go turn it off and on again and see if it works. It allowed me to be emotionally and physically available for the people around me, especially my wife and kids. It creates margin in my life. And having margin in my life allows that space for interruption and fun spontaneous adventures rather than high stress anxiety moments. Or not moments, just high stress anxiety lifestyle. Over the past couple of weeks, this margin has been very thin in my life. It has made the necessity for this time in my life, my self-grounding time, much, much more apparent. Guys, even Jesus took time. He took the, he put himself in time out. Jesus spent one day on the job and then retreated to the quiet place. He was baptized by John. God opened up the heavens, said he was pleased with Jesus. And then Jesus was like, hold up, I need a minute. Or 40 days. And Jesus frequently went to these quiet places. This is where he found his peace and his strength. It's solitude. The act of recharging. Being grounded. Guys, I want to go back and touch on something that I kind of glossed over earlier. Inner silence. Now, people have dedicated years of their lives, if not their entire lifetimes, to achieving this goal. It's not easy. It's not even safe. It may be scary. It's scary for me, at least. Now, I recently had a conversation with a really close friend of mine. She was explaining to me how... This is so hard for her. She keeps music or the TV on literally at all times of her life, simply to keep some outside noise because her internal noise is too much to handle. This noise, both internal and external, can be overwhelming. And I think it was put best by Uncle Screwtape in C.S. Lewis's work of The Screwtape Letters. He says that we will make the whole universe a noise. And although I'm not paralyzed by my internal noise, my or internal dialogue, at least not anymore, it hasn't always been this way. My brain isn't always my friend. Now I've been down some dark and lonely roads, but I've found ways to cope. And in some cases, overcome. Now, one of these ways that we've been talking about this whole time, taking a break and getting grounded. And know that being okay with quiet is a process. This takes time. It's not an overnight thing. It doesn't just happen. It's work. But like anything in life, if it's worth it, It's worth working for. Like I said, people have spent their time, people have spent their years dedicating their lives to silence and solitude. So don't take this as some simple solution to beating your terrifying inner monologue. But it's a great step in the process of being okay with yourself. Let me switch gears here again. All of this is building up to finding contentment. Now, we're not supposed to seek or search for or really we're not we're not supposed to fight for contentment. We're supposed to just be content again. Not easy, man, but we all need it. I'm reminded of Psalm 131, verses 1 and 2. Now let me break that down for you a little bit. Verse 1. My heart is not proud. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. Let me do this one more time. Step 1. Crush your ego. Don't be boastful and proud. Simple, right? (laughs) Just think of yourself less. Make others more important than you. Right? Step 2 Don't worry your pretty little head about things that you can't control things you can't comprehend or things that are outside of your current moment and as for the fantastically overly wonderful or mystical things don't pay them any mind we have no business worrying about the grandiose ideas or plans of others Verse 2 But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child I am content. This is where I think this whole verse, it it holds the secret to being content. Plainly put, but I have calmed and quieted myself. In other words, I have found peace through quieting myself and calming my life. I have found peace and content. Wow. My idea to get here is you know, a few steps in this process. And I'm no scholar. I'm not a theologian. You know, I'm Just an average dude. My idea to get here, forgive yourself, become a happy soul, find peace, and this allows you to be content. If you're of the religious or theological ill, excellent. I'm going to leave a handful of verses down in the show notes so you can check all my work and call me out with things that you think I got wrong. Please do. I want to know. I want to work backwards here. Start at content and work our way to the starting point. So what does content look like? Big one, live without worry or anxiety. To a lot of people, this may seem like a pipe dream, a life without worry, a life without anxiety. And I have learned it is largely possible and it's basically knowing what is a need and what is a want. How to distinguish between them. Now, this is Matthew six twenty-five. Being happy with what you have and not yearning for more. Philippians 4, verses 10 to 14. Peace is reached through understanding your circumstances, guarding your hearts and minds, and through prayer and study of God's word. Philippians 4, verses 4-7 You know, King Solomon, you know the dude, wisest man to ever live, said that he had seen and done all things under the sun, and all of them are meaningless, like chasing the wind. Happiness is found in the one, the I am. Ecclesiastes 1, verses 12-15 Now think of that one. King Solomon, more money than anyone who's ever lived. More power, more wisdom, said he tried it all. If you've read the stories, he really did. And he said all of it is nothing, it's meaningless. Happiness is found when you found your creator. Happiness and contentment biblically seem to go hand in hand. The general statement is that we're brought with nothing into this world, and yet we seek to conquer it. But this pursuit to conquer the world will only lead to suffering and grief. A pursuit, in my opinion, that is not worth it. Look at 1 Timothy 6. Uh, Verses 6 to 10. Conquering the world? Why? Everything of this world is going to fail. It's going to fall apart. Dictators have been trying to do it forever. Kings before them. They all lead to the same place. To the grave. It's not a worthwhile pursuit. Now I think the biggest distraction to happiness in our lives is an unforgiven heart. And with that, self criticism. We might be able to forgive other people, but very seldomly ourselves. In fact, this is what I struggle with more than anything. Remember Inner Spencer, that monologue from before? You know, he knows everything I've ever done. And he holds things against me that happened when I was. 14 years old, by the way. <laughs> Not cool, man. Seriously, why do we do this to ourselves? Why are we so hard on ourselves? Shouldn't we be our own biggest fans? I mean, Ephesians 4.32. It says, We should be kind and compassionate to everyone, forgiving each other like Christ forgave us. Similarly said in Colossians 3.13 Aren't we part of everyone? And if we're forgiven by God, why can't we leave it there and be forgiven? Let ourselves be okay with who we've become and not torture ourselves with the mistakes that our teenage selves made. Is Is that okay? Can we do that? Honestly, I don't know my brain my experience i haven't been able to let a lot of things go i hold nothing against people who have wronged me but what i've done is apparently unforgivable maybe that's just me i know this is a process and i'm certainly not perfect but it's like i tell my guys at work i don't expect perfection But learn something every day. Don't compare yourselves to others. Just be a little bit better than yourself from yesterday. I mean, maybe I've put too many cliches in here already. But sometimes they help get a point across, don't they? At some point, life is going to come to a point. Whether you want it to or not. You either... Forget, you move on, or you break from your own criticism. I'm a fan of forgive myself, but don't forget, you know, don't forget how or why you've been changed. Forgive, but don't forget. You know, I started this episode just wanting to remind everyone to take a little time for yourself, to keep your mental health in check. But the more I explored this idea, the more of being grounded, it started to take deeper meaning for me. It took me down a rabbit hole, and I couldn't be happier for it. I started to understand why Jesus retreated so often. Well, at least I scratched the surface of the lot a little bit. Jesus retreated to solitude to recharge, to meet with God. He was at his strongest in these moments, the closest on earth he could feel to his father. At least it's a starting point of what I could read into this word. Guys I, just, I want you to, to think about this one a little bit more than weeks past. Think to yourselves, guys are you grounded? Really are you? when you think about it like how did you really get there because this doesn't just happen by chance at least it doesn't in my experience over the past few weeks I've really learned that it's a necessary time to step back more than just on the Sabbath more than turning off my phone on Sunday I need to schedule time to reset during the week too. I need to schedule time to make sure I can give time to others. No, I really hope that this sparked something for you guys. I hope that you maybe learn something and I hope this one turns into a conversation. I really want you guys' input on this because I want to know how you guys have gotten there, or if you've gotten there, you no, know, if you did pick anything out, if I missed something, if you want to add something to what I've said, I'd love to hear from you. Feenster Zoo on Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter, I'm at Spencer Feenstra. Please reach out. And of course, don't forget about my birthday coffee contest. Find your favorite episode, tag me in it on Instagram, at TheFiendstraZoo. Put it in your stories, put it on your profile. Either way, I'm going to find it every time I see it, your name's going to go into a draw for September 11th for one of two $10 gift cards to Starbucks. That's all for me tonight, guys. God bless. I love you. Hey, guys, I just want to take a minute here to talk about Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is, it is where I actually make my podcast. It is the easiest way to get started in podcasting. They've made everything super simple. They are have recording software right on their app or online as well. They distribute your podcast for you. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere, almost anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. These guys have spread my name out there for me. They made it super simple. You can record right to the app or online. You guys, if, you, if you're even remotely interested in starting a podcast, this is the way to go. go to anchor.fm. So that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. And you can get started. Here's the cool thing. You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You don't have to have your name out there with a 100,000 people before you can start making money. They've actually sponsored me to put the spot in here. And guess what? I'm making a couple bucks. It's... Turning this from a hobby into a potential career for me. So if you care to, if you're interested at all, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app to get started.